Welcome to Covenant Church's Sermon Discussion. This conversation happens most Wednesdays on Facebook Live between me, Michelle Lichty, the Communication Director at Covenant, and the Preaching Pastor from the previous Sunday. If you haven't already, I recommend listening to the sermon before listening to our discussion. Good afternoon. I am Michelle Lichty, and I am here today with Brentley Jordan. Good to be with you, Michelle. Good to be with you, too. I just need to mute myself over there on the Facebook page. Um, so today we are discussing, Brentley, your sermon from this past Sunday, um, God's empowering gift of his spirit from Romans 8, verses 1 through 16. Yeah. Um, and I really appreciated the way you started your sermon with the question of how does my faith in Jesus speak into all of my emotions? And Hmm. I mean, you, you kind of went through several emotions. How does it speak into my anger, into my fear, into my sorrow? So that was kind of my paraphrase. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. There was a a few years ago where I realized that (laughs) sounds so strange to say, I realized I was not uh, in touch with my emotions enough. Um, so I read this book and it was just absolutely life-changing, The um, the Voice of the Heart uh, by Chip Dodd. And mm. and what it showed me is I, I had been used to, um, there were certain emotions like sad and anger, uh, sadness and anger, that I thought, you know, Christians should reach a point where... Um, where we kind of defeat sadness or anger and, and we can, mm. you know, we can work beyond those emotions. Um, it was just a lot of unhealthy things that came from that. And, and as I read through this book, what the beauty of what it did is it said, um, all of these emotions are tools that help you listen to what's going on in your heart. Or, or I would, you know, say that it helps listen to what's going with what, what the Holy Spirit might be saying. Um, mm-hmm. So whether, you know, when I'm feeling anger, um, then for me to listen to my, to my spirit and say, spirit, what's going on? What? And for me to hear what I'm angry about, it exposes what I care about most. Um, so then, Holy Spirit, what do I want to do with the fact that it seems that I care so much about my own comfort? Um, mm-hmm. and, and so I've just, I realized how um, pausing and uh, listening to my feelings um, brings me into a conversation with the Holy Spirit that ends up being, you know, really beneficial conversation. And mm-hmm. and all feelings are okay. It depends on what you do with your feelings. And, right. um, and what we should do with our feelings is based on, you know, should be based on the conversation we have with the Holy Spirit about our feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm feeling glad, I'm feeling nervous. Um, what should I do about that? Holy Spirit, help me figure out what to do about this feeling. Mm, yeah, I think that's so helpful for those of us because I'm like you. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, for a while, in fact, I would say she still kind of plays this role. I had a friend for dec- for a decade or more who, like, her job in my life was to say, Michelle, aren't you feeling angry about that? Or, oh yeah, aren't yeah, you that's feeling good. Sad, and I'm like, uh-huh. oh, I don't know, am I? Uh, yeah. Well, maybe a little. Like, I mean, that's yeah. how I'm in touch of, from, with my feelings. I was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so mm. it's helpful to understand that that feelings are neither good nor bad. They're signposts helping us to understand what's happening. 
Yeah, that's good. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love that. And, and I just wrote down the name of that book because I'm like, maybe oh, I'll yeah. read that too. <laughs> oh, it was it was good. Yeah. And there's so much of our, you know, our life, the the gravitation of our gravitational pull of, of life and culture is not listen. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And and so much of the Christian life, it we have to go against that gravitational pull and and we have to listen. And that's slowing down and that's paying attention to what God says. And that's learning to listen to the spirit inside us. Um, but listening is, is just so important and it's so countercultural. Mm-hmm. It's so true. It is. Yeah. And it's, I, I notice so many people have a hard time with silence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like just, just even in discussions yeah mm-hmm. um and i think it if we if we can get used to silence in conversation uh-huh. then that could allow us the ability to be comfortable with silence in larger group like maybe yeah. even in sunday morning service or yeah. in another in a bible study or something where we can just be comfortable with silence yeah there was uh another book i read recently that i really enjoyed uh, it was called silence and solitude by mm. ruth haley barton mm-hmm. and and she really challenged the practice of of taking time away to be silent and to be alone and you know when i say taking time away that might be five minutes or it might be a half an hour or it might be a day mm-hmm. um, but but again, the practice of of being silent and and listening and um, and it is you know we all wish we could hear an audible voice from the Holy Spirit and we all wish we could get these very clear messages um, and uh, and that that rarely happens. Mm-hmm. Yet I would also say um, we also don't often enough do the work um, to really give space. To, to listen to the spirit. And, mm-hmm. and that's, we need to do some of that work. Mm-hmm. Right. Which goes to the end of your sermon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we should, we should kind of go back to the beginning oh, that's true. That's of, yeah. um, you know, the, the dilemma you posed, um, which I also really appreciated was, um, I am so glad for what Jesus did bringing me uh, from spiritual death into spiritual life. And I know that in the future, um, Jesus will have victory over everything. Mm-hmm. But what about now? Yeah. I'm hurting now. Yeah. I have yeah. pain now. Now it looks pretty bad and it feels really hard. So what about now? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, I, uh, and as we have this, uh, opportunity and privilege and and sobering reality in church leadership where we get to interact with so many different people Mm -hmm. in our church family and and we hear about people who are just going through different struggles um and and we ourselves are going through different struggles and um and so yeah that that point was just so very real that i feel in my own life and I look out and and am reminded of these different stories as I see people mm-hmm. in our church family that um, we're there's some difficult things going on right now, 
And, mm -hmm. and Lord, how, how can you help us right now? Um, so I really, I felt that burden as I studied um, mm -hmm. and, and, and felt the encouragement um, that what, what he gives us now is, is the spirit. And, um, you know, and then just the challenge, the reality is that uh, I am so stuck in sin nature that my mind is just focused on um, uh, earthly things, earthly things, earthly things, mm -hmm. and uh, and the desires of earthly things, and um, and what what can I be doing to get my uh, view off of earthly things and onto eternal things, onto the spirit, um, and the reality is it's not about me working as hard as I can and just having the right motivation to set my mind on the right things, um, that's, that's part of it. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also part of it is, is the gift of the Spirit. Somehow we give this little bit of effort um, and, and the Spirit does this huge empowering work in us. And, and it's the Spirit working together lots of spirit power with a little bit of our faith and, and power. Um, and, and that's when the spirit gives us power to begin to focus and look to um, things of the spirit, desires of the Lord rather than the desires of my own heart. And, mm -hmm. and that's, it's nuanced, it's hard, um, but it's, but it's important. Yeah, it is. And I think it, one thing that is important to remember is that as believers, we have the Holy Spirit. And yeah. so we have the choice, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. A dead person has doesn't have a choice. Yeah, it's good. But I mean, mm -hmm. it's hard to it's hard to imagine this, right? Because we are all alive physically. But if we're spiritually yeah. dead, we don't have the choice to follow the yeah. Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so only because we are alive in Christ spiritually mm -hmm. do we have in any moment in time the choice to follow the Holy Spirit, the choice to notice what we're feeling, ask the questions and choose to follow um, to follow God yeah. in any moment. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that's amazing. Yeah, it is. It, it's amazing. And it's, uh, it's so sad when we look at things and realize, why do I keep making such a terrible choice? Um, and, you know, and then, I'm, then I realize the patience and grace God has for me. And, and that realizing his patience and grace draws me more into, into wanting to love and follow him. Um, you know, the, I, just another part of the illustration um, with uh, Cooper um, you know, rolling in the deer droppings and, and me getting so angry with him. Um, you know, part of that, I can, I can say, wow, God, how many times am I doing something even more, uh, disgusting. more foolish and disgusting <laughs> um, than, you know, than the equivalent of uh, Cooper rolling in the deer droppings? Um, and how does God treat me? He, mm -hmm. he treats me with patience and and how ridiculous that I, I go back and still choose those idiotic things, um, mm -hmm. you know, even more foolishly than a dog chooses what he's choosing. Um, so it's, 
we have this, this burden that, yes, we continue to go back and choose these terrible things while we actually have the Spirit inside us giving us the, the choice and the freedom to choose something much better. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, praise God that he gives me the freedom and the choice to choose something much better. And praise God that he gives me so much grace when I still don't uh, choose that something that's so much better. It's so true. Yes, that is so true. And, and it also goes back to your sermon last week, right? The whole, I do what I don't want to do. And oh, I yeah, want to yeah. do, I don't do. And all, you know, like yeah. all and all, on and on and on. Um, and, and also just a reminder that, you know, we are not superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. right. We aren't uh-huh. superheroes. Like as uh-huh. much as we want to be, someone mm-hmm. said Sunday morning, God does not deputize us as many gods. And I'm like, Oh uh-huh, yeah. Oh, I thought he did. <laughs> no. Yeah. no, I know he doesn't. Yeah. It's just, but it's that one, one of those like, Oh yeah, you're right. He doesn't. Yeah. And I am not God. I am human. Yeah. <laughs> and God understands that. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's one of the things that this sermon series is trying to get at uh, is, you know, when we think, when we recognize the empowering gifts that the Lord has given us. Um, so we're talking about his son and his spirit. And this week is going to be hope. And I think the next week is love. Um, so there's, there's so much to be grateful for in those gifts. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then there's also this humbling realization that um, I actually need all of those things. I, mm-hmm. I need them really badly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the truth is, the more I accept my desperate need for the sun, the spirit, hope, and love, the more I accept my desperate need for that, um, the more open my heart and my posture is to receive those and live into them and enjoy them. And, mm-hmm. and again, it's so counterintuitive that, that in a sense, the Lord see, seeks to break us and expose us to our neediness. And that's when he just blossoms us into life. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we're so slow to choose, understandably so, Nobody wants to be broken and exposed, um, yet that's that's part of discipleship. Mm-hmm. It is. Oh, and it's scary and it's vulnerable and oh, and yeah. it requires faith and it requires trust, right? To allow God yeah. to break us like that. Um, I I love that you said that this this battle between the spirit and the flesh like in verses five through eight mm-hmm. um it's not about guilt oh yeah yeah it's true it's not mm-hmm. about guilt it's about noticing yeah and i just i love that so much because it helped me remember like okay it's not about guilt that i'm feeling anger in a situation it's mm-hmm. not about guilt that i'm feeling fear in a situation it's yeah. about noticing those things and bringing them to god yeah. Saying, what's mm-hmm. happening here? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, noticing where where's the trajectory of my mind right now? Where's the trajectory of my heart? And we're sadly going to realize so often the trajectory of our mind and heart is headed towards something foolish. Mm-hmm. And um, so so notice that and and pray for the Lord and the Spirit to work in you to help you turn around and and head in the other direction. Right. Exactly. And, and some, 
someone asked like, okay, I, I was working on a project and I started with, you know, God, please help me with this project. And uh, I pray that it will go smoothly. And then it didn't go smoothly. And I was really frustrated. And then I was, and then later in the day, I was uh, reflecting back and I, I was like, oh, re repentant of my attitude. And, and, and then he ended with what could I have done better? And I'm like, I think you just lived life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is life, right? Yeah. Like life with the spirit. Yes. Yeah. Like we start out with good intentions. Like we, we ask for the Holy Spirit to lead us and then we get into the middle of it. And the, and the more we practice, I mm -hmm. think, right. Noticing and turning to God instead yeah. of, instead of living out that emotion that I'm feeling right now, yeah. the more we practice it, the better we get. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The easier it comes. Yeah. The more, I mean, it's not, we're never going to be perfect, but it comes more easily. It's like thinking about learning an instrument, mm -hmm. right? The first time you sit down at the piano or you pick up that violin or you pick up that horn, like it is ugly. <laughs> it yeah. sounds horrible and you don't, and it feels uncomfortable and, um, and you don't make good music, right? Yeah. But the more you practice it, the more you're like, oh, I see how where this is going. I, I can hear where this is going. I can feel what it feels like when I'm doing it correctly. Mm -hmm. Not that we're doing Christian life correctly or incorrectly, but it just helps that kind of a metaphor. It just helps us to understand like, okay, it's going to be awkward. It's going to feel weird. Yeah. yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because ultimately you know, our goal isn't or shouldn't be um, a certain kind of success or for things to go a certain kind of well. Um, but, but the goal is spiritual formation. The goal is over um, this process of um, me being transformed more and more in the, into the image of Christ. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, for the sake of others, for the, you know, for the glory of God. And right. um, so in that process, um, each time I make a mistake or I do something well, um, really more important than the situation itself is how I'm responding to mm. the Lord in the midst of the situation. Um, right. Because my response to the Lord in the midst of the situation, that's what's going to be shaping my heart. Um, so it's, it's less about the situation, how well I do or don't do. It's more about how I respond to the Lord in the midst of the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's just that's just setting my perspective in a different place, setting my priorities in a different place. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I I I just before we close, I just want yeah. to kind of go back to the end of your sermon where you talked about um what is the role of the Holy Spirit or how do I listen to the Holy Spirit? Maybe oh, yeah. you had some mm -hmm. several different questions and I didn't get the questions written down. I just wrote oh, yeah. statements. I was so. rattling them off pretty quick at the end there. Yeah, you were. You're on a time crunch. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but one of the things you said about the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit reminds us, he teaches us and he reminds us. And how, oh, yeah. yeah, and how do we, how does that happen? And I love that you said it's not like a download. It's not like, okay, I'm going to accept Jesus. And so now download, 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 download. Now yeah. I know everything there is to know about living the Christian life. 
I understand the Old Testament and how it leads into the New Testament. And I understand the New Testament and how it refers back to the Old Testament. And I understand the role of the Holy Spirit. And I know exactly who Jesus is. And I know, you know, like, that's not how it works. That's good. I love your, I love your recollection of all of that. Yeah, that's, (laughs) that's so important. And, you know, it's so simple when we talk about, you know, what do you need to do to grow closer to Jesus? Well, you need to read your Bible. And people get tired of hearing that. But, but that. It's what we need. I mean, reading our Bible, listening to God's word, spending time with the living God, that, that's what, I mean, that's obviously that's going to be the biggest part of growing closer to the living God is spending time with the living God. Right. Uh, so, so goodness gracious, we all need to figure out ways in which we can get that deeper and deeper into our schedule to mm-hmm. be spending time with the living God. And that is, that's an investment that will pay us. I mean, that will just, you know, reap more rewards than any other investment that we could ever make. And let's remember that we invest for the long term, not for yeah. immediate gain. Yeah. yeah right. I right. mean, that's what mm-hmm. every investor guru yeah. says. Like, you mm-hmm. just keep doing it day after day after day after day. And then after mm-hmm. 20 years, you'll see the re- returns, right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's same thing with with reading your your Bible, right? Mm-hmm. We're reading for transformation, yeah, not for information. Although there is a bit of information that we need in order to mm-hmm. understand, right? So yeah. mm-hmm. if you're brand new to the Bible, read for information, yeah, <laughs> because there's stuff you don't know, and that's mm-hmm. fine. But then as you grow and as you in um, as those words sink deeper into your life and into your heart, then you realize, oh wait there's a transformation element here too, an oh, yeah. application. Yeah, because these are living words. The, the living right. God is communicating with me. That's, um, that's a different thing. And I want the, the words of the living God to change my heart and change my life. Right. And, and some other things you've mentioned was time in silence and in solitude. Yeah. And then what, this is a, kind of the last thing I wrote was you, another way to listen to the Holy Spirit is to act yeah. on what you hear. Right. And I'm like, yeah. oh, shoot, of course you had to add that. <laughs> yeah, which, you know, it reminds me of the, you know, the typical parent-child uh, interaction where you, you tell the child to go take out the trash and, and you know, and they, they say, yeah, I heard you, um, but they don't take out the trash. And I say, well, you, you weren't listening. You're, if you're not doing it, then you, you weren't listening well exactly Um, so yeah so i mean we can think about what the spirit's trying to tell us to say or we can listen and listen and listen to the spirit um think about what is the spirit telling me and at some point we need to step out and do the thing that we believe the spirit is telling us to do do the thing yeah yeah that's right (laughs) talk to that person or forgive that person or, right. or sit down and, and be still for a little while or what, whatever it is. The or show up at the do. event that you've yeah. been invited to and don't want to attend. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. just mm-hmm. there's just so many different ways that the Holy Spirit um, speaks to us. And nothing is too small or too big for him, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. nothing. I was just um, writing an answer to a Bible study question this morning and like, Oh yeah, we've made some really bad vehicle decision, you know, purchases in the recent, mm-hmm. you know, in the past decade or so. And 
and then I'm like, well, that's a little frivolous to talk about. And then I'm like, no, Uh but, but they, but the Holy spirit cares, like God cares Mm -hmm. if I'm going to make that decision on my own, or if I'm going Mm -hmm. to consult him, right? Like Mm -hmm. buying a car does not have to exclude God. Yeah, it's true. Unless Mm -hmm. I exclude him from that decision. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Any last words of wisdom? I, you know, praise God for the gift of the spirit. I mean, just, mm-hmm. just, could you, could you have ever imagined such a creative scenario where the living God would exist in three persons and one of those persons of the three head God would come and dwell inside every single believer? That is wild and creative and beautiful mm-hmm. and something that we'll never fully understand until we meet God but but keep leaning into it and get to know the living God inside you, uh, who is the person of the Holy Spirit. It's it's a beautiful privilege that we have. It really is a beautiful privilege. Wow. All right. Thank you, Brentley, for your time today. Yeah. And, thanks, Michelle. And thank you to our audience, whether you've joined us live on Facebook or later on our blog or on our podcast. We're grateful for the time that you spent with us today. Have a wonderful day.